Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings and nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement. Today we have Ryan, our uh, royal wedding reporter. Ryan, how was the wedding? Oh, oh, no. Well, she's still filing her report. <laughs> yeah, we are. So it, we are talking savings investment. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And we're going to be talking more about your retirement, about saving, about building up wealth, about where we're going, uh, what's happening in the world, and uh it's all here on the Max Out Savings Report. Uh, actually, that's we write about that in our Max Out Savings Report, which you can get by going to maxoutsavings.com. Uh, by, by the way, we have our new website. If you haven't seen it yet, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for the free report. A lot of things are, are happening here. Uh, uh, really, in, in I'm actually in the process of writing the Max Out Savings Report. And, and one of the things we're really talking about is there's there, there's basically... Things are rising. Things are going up all of a sudden. Things are changing. We've been talking a lot about the the, the change from the from the financial economy to the real economy. In the in, in the real economy is basic is is well the financial economy is more is is the stock market, uh, uh, stock buybacks, uh, taking over companies. Uh, you know, generally things put together by the Federal Reserve to uh, to boost up asset prices and give the illusion that things are getting better. The real economy are jobs, plant, equipment, uh, and a lot of and, and, and so uh, hiring raises for people. The real things, and we're finally after a decade seeing the real economy start to take off. This transition that's going on, and and, and it's exciting. We're so we got more confirmation this week. The Philly Fed index went up. Uh, it, it went up the, the most since uh, in about forty five years. Uh, a big jump in orders coming up, and which was uh, again further confirmation. Companies are now spending money on plant and equipment and raises, and not stock buyback programs in buying other companies. I, I was talking to someone uh, yesterday, and you know, I'm a little irritated with some of these companies. It, 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 many of these CEOs basically act like they're like, 
like people with a margin account buying stock, you know, calling up to see how much margin they have so that how much money they can spend today to buy another company and levering the company up. That's starting to change. Now they're putting in plant and equipment. Now they're investing in R&D for the future. It, these these companies are now realizing they have to deal with comp- companies coming up underneath them and companies around the world that play the long game. They're in there investing for, for plant and equipment. They're investing in R&D. They're coming up with new products. They're growing their company. And, and, and those are the companies that are going to be around the long term. And, and, and so we're seeing this change. People are getting raises. There's hiring going on. Uh, the jobless numbers... There was, uh, the, you know, record low uh, job people hiring with jobless. Or even the number of jobs is actually going down. And one of the things I think you're really starting to see happen is, is companies just can't find workers. And so the number of people being hired is is, is not really ramping up because they can't. There's not that many workers available. And so these are exciting times. Things are changing. And, uh, and, and it's good. I mean, really, Donald Trump's policies of low taxes, deregulation, basically the standard stuff of, of, the, of the United States economy for the last 200-and-something years that he decided to reinstitute are making a difference. People are now excited. I mean, uh, consumer confidence is going up. Their outlooks are going up. So things are looking good. Uh, now, some of the – we're seeing some, some – but things are going up as well in the in, in, and so that's not the best for the stock market. But keep in mind, the market anticipates the future. It, 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 it's a discounting mechanism, and it's really been driven up by the Federal Reserve over the last 10 years, uh, printing the most amount of money the planet has ever seen, and effectively drowning the world in money. And uh, But it's interesting. The most it, it, Europe is not taking off. Europe is in the doldrums. Uh, Asia's sort of coming around a little bit. Europe Europe has negative interest rates, massive quantitative easing program. They're buying corporate bonds now. They're, they're, they, they, some, of the, some of the yields in some of the countries are negative. It's not going anywhere. The economy is they're losers, and their companies aren't doing well. They're, they're not hiring. They still have high unemployment. Some places in Italy, 50% high unemployment. So what happened? The Italians had an election, and, and, and they, the the I couldn't make this up. The anarchist leftist party is getting together with the right-wing conservative party and forming a coalition, which is anti-EU, because the Italians are tired of, of, of the Europeans telling them what to do and trying to control everything and basically running the whole European Union for the benefit of Germany. And so they're not going anywhere. They're not looking at cutting taxes. They're not looking at deregulating. They're not looking at innovation. Instead, they're just trying to look at bureaucratic rules to control things. And so they're going nowhere. The United States is moving ahead under these new low-tax deregulatory policies. And so the United States is really the one country in the world right now that's starting to accelerate. And so what's interesting is – Donald Trump didn't go request that the Fed flood the system with more money. He said, let's cut taxes. Let's try to deregulate. Let's try to encourage companies to bring money that, that because of our high taxes, they haven't, they've been storing overseas back to the United States to grow the United States. Let's take on China, who's trying to steal all our jobs. And more importantly, our, just, excuse me, just as importantly, our technology 
that 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 that's been developed in this country and transferred over there to create jobs for their people. Let's put a stop to that. What's happening? Companies are starting to put the plants back here. They're now they're not quite. They're a little more reticent of taking the plant and moving it overseas. Do you realize a lot of these plants who move overseas, they literally came in and took the machinery out of the plant in Muncie, Indiana, or wherever dismantled the plant and moved the entire plant over to China. And then, in, in a lot of cases, they went and paid the local workers in Indiana or wherever they were to go over to China to show the new workers how to sit there and run the plants that took all the jobs. That's starting to come to an end. So a lot of exciting things are happening in the economy. But look, what's happening in the United States? Job growth, orders, new equipment going up. The economy is accelerating. GDP growth is going up. Hiring is up. Wages are up. But also, interest rates are starting to go up. Oil is going up. The dollar is going up. Inflation is going up. And so these are changes that are starting to happen out there. And uh, we're going to be, you know, there's a lot of interesting things happening. Oil started the year at about $65 on the Brent crude. It's up to 80. It hit 80 this week, which is which is pretty exciting for Houston. And uh, the Brent crude, uh, the, the West Texas is about 71. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people don't realize this, by the way. But there's a big discount between the Brent crude and the West Texas because they can't get a lot of the oil out. Uh, there's not enough pipelines, particularly coming out of Midland right now. And, and actually in Midland, there's a couple more, it, it, you know, it, in some cases, it's thirteen, fourteen, fifteen dollar uh, difference in price because there's just there's just too much oil out in Midland and there are not enough ways to get it out of there. But but oil's going up, and so we're seeing more inflation. One of the conference calls I, I listened to this week, they said they said oil's going up. They said that commodities are going up. The price of their of of the of the raw materials, the the uh, vegetables and things were going up. Uh, logistic costs were going up. Freight costs were going up. They said it was averaging about a four and a half percent increase, which I think is probably close to what we have now. It's probably close if you really sit down and analyze it. I think the inflation is really moving up. Inflation's going up, uh, and the dollar's going up at the same time. It, it, it's unusual that oil and the dollar and inflation are all going up at the same time, particularly oil and commodities. Typically, when the dollar goes up, oil doesn't go up. And so something is really happening there. And so I think we're seeing some real changes out there. Uh, We're seeing, you know, if you look at a lot of these things, if you look at uh, next segment, we're going to be talking some about interest rates. But interest rates have really moved up this year. Uh, Oil has really gone up. Inflation has really gone up. The dollar in the last month has, has really has had a dramatic move up. And a lot of companies depend on money for overseas. We, that's why we were telling you the dollar was going to go up for about the last, I don't know, maybe six months or so. We've been saying, look, the dollar's going up because they're going to have to get a lot of this money back into the country. I'm beginning to think the dollar's now going up. I think China or the Europeans are now pushing the dollar up to pressure the United States on the trade front. I don't, everyone thought they would do a push-up interest rates by selling bonds. I think that's too I think they're trying to be a little more subtle so it's not as obvious as to, to everybody what they're doing, but it's obvious to the administration. And and so this is something we want to continue to watch, but higher oil prices, higher interest rates, a higher dollar and higher inflation are not good for the stock market. I mean, it's like the four horsemen of the apocalypse as far as the stock market's concerned over time. And so we've got to, we want to watch this situation closely and sort of see what's going to happen with it. But uh, 
but but rates are de- things are definitely changing out there in and so and we write some about this in in the max out savings report as well uh and so uh, anyway, I want to kind of expand upon these, but these are big changes happening. A lot, you know, the market, the stock market's gone up and down a lot this year. It really, is about the same place it started the year uh, in, but a, a lot of really big changes are happening underneath the surface. It really, you know, the higher dollar, higher oil prices, higher inflation, uh, you know, the higher interest rates. These are big, big, massive macro changes hitting the market. In, and, and so, uh, you know, I. I these things are really going to be a huge headwind going forward. And so we're going to talk some more about this, but tell you what, uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. This is a live show here in Houston, Texas, in the Max Out Savings Show. You can always call us at 713-339-1070. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Savings Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. 
We're talking savings investments in your retirement. Uh, by the way, if you haven't gone to the new website, it's exciting. Uh, we just put it in, and uh, 512 New Media actually helped us build the web. They built it for us in a phenomenal. Uh, it's really neat. And if you go, to, if you get a chance, go to the website, sign up for the free Max Out Savings Report. It's maxoutsavings.com. If you need some help with your retirement, you can also uh, schedule a requested appointment with me, and I'll sit down with you and go over your retirement. Uh, interest rates. We, we're talking about the, really the four horsemen of the apocalypse for for the stock market, which is rising interest rates, rising inflation, rising commodity and oil prices in a rising dollar. And, and interest rates are really interesting. If, if you look at, you know, the, the year started in uh, the with with rates much really much lower. And and they really, if if you look at the rates, some of the rates right now, mortgage rates this week hit four point six two percent. And it, or begin, last week they were at four point five five. They're really starting to ramp up. In uh, and this is something you know they they bottomed at probably a three and a half percent a year and a half ago or so. Uh, so they're up they're up one point. If, if you look at you know that's getting close to five percent. And, and and so rates are starting to go up. I don't I don't think it really slows down housing till you get five percent. Uh, uh, but but it is starting to really affect things. Uh, if, if you look at the at the ten year, the ten years three three point oh nine. This is the highest level since February of two thousand eleven, on the ten year three three point oh nine percent on Treasury. If you look at the two year Treasury, it's now two point five seven, the highest since July of two thousand and eight. This is at the the financial crisis. You have to go back to before the financial crisis really blew completely blew up to get interest rates this high on the two-year. That's a really big deal. They got close to zero uh, in uh, near, near the bottom of a year and a half or so ago. Really, you, you saw 5,000. People have to forget, back in uh, 2016, you really saw 5,000-year lows in interest rates. I mean, it, 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 something completely unheard of in, in time in uh and I mean, and really, this has just been a grand experiment by the Federal Reserve that that's failed. And, and we're going to be talking about that next week in the show when we have Nomi Primes on to discuss this with her her new uh, groundbreaking book on the Federal Reserve. But that's another story. Uh, and, and so, two point five seven percent on that. Uh, the the thirty years that three point two five, and that's breaking out. It's starting to break out. The the the, the Interest rates are really breaking out. The ten-year really broke out above three percent. Uh, and and so, a couple thoughts. Look, I don't think these higher rates are going to slow down the the economy. Used to be shut down by higher rates, but when you're talking about rates going from, you know, two to three percent, it's a fifty percent move, which sounds like woo. That's a lot, but it's really only one percent. So on the scale of money, it's not that bad. So if I'm borrowing, uh. Ten million, you know, million dollars, say, and and I'm paying up to, uh, 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 my, I'm paying three percent on on a loan. It's thirty thousand a year, and then it goes up to, to up one percent. It goes up. That's forty. That it's an extra ten thousand. It's not just groundbreaking. It, it, I mean, it, it not groundbreaking. It doesn't really. It's not a huge problem. Uh, to deal with, and and you know, if someone has a house, it's you know less than that. So it's not. We're, 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 
back in the past, the rates would go from five to seven and a half percent. That's two and a half percent. That's twenty five thousand. And so I don't think that these rising rates are going to hurt the economy as much as people think and slow down the economy because they are so low. This is a very important thing. But what I do think they're going to do is they're going to hurt the financial system because the the the, the, the average person is not tremendously levered. They've actually reduced their leverage since in 2008. You know, the American people kind of learned a lesson from 2008. Wall Street and corporate America, the lesson they learned was if they ever get in financial trouble, the Federal Reserve will bail them out and they're safe. And so that was a huge catastrophic mistake for, for the United States of America to let that happen, to bail these people out like they did. And, and so what's happened is the leverage is up about 40% in, in in a number of cases. So corporate America and governments around the world took on massive amounts of leverage because they, they knew, look, th- they'd always have the Fed. Th- this is why this is why the idea of, of, of balancing a budget is kind of going by the wayside with Republicans and Democrats and everybody, quite frankly, because why should you have to balance a budget? Because you know the Federal Reserve is going to come in, in there and, and save you and print money, so you technically never actually have to balance a budget. You can spend money forever. That's a lesson that people have learned from the Federal Reserve, and in the end, down the way, it's going to be horrific disaster for, for the country, but for now, that that's the situation. And And so the important point I want you to understand here is this is very toxic for Wall Street in highly levered uh, derivatives and things like that, because these 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 they they are over levered on Wall Street. They're over levered in corporate America, in 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 so these high these rising rates are are hitting these these comp are hitting these companies in the stock market. There's a lot of leverage in the stock market, and there's also a lot of lever- massive massive amounts of leverage in the derivatives market, which starts blowing up once the rates start going up. So the problem in, with the rising interest rates is not going to manifest itself in the United States economy over here, the real economy. It's going to manifest itself on the Wall Street derivatives world in corporate America, and that's an important thing to do. So we. This is why I think we're still the economy is still accelerating and doing well. I, I don't think these rising rates are going to slow it down too much. That's a very important point. Remember, in the past, rates were at 5%. They started accelerating. They went up 50% like they have recently over the last year or two. That meant rates went to 75 Whoa, that's a pretty tough number for people. That's, that's a lot of money. On a million dollars, it's 25000 If rates go up 1% uh, like they have now, it's only 10000 So it's not... That's not the problem for, for – for, and I don't think you're going to see a huge slowdown on housing just because rates are f- at, at 4.2%. You're going to see some slowdown. Same thing with autos. You, you know, if, if I have to pay – instead of paying uh, 4% for an auto loan, I have to pay 5 It's really not going to – it's not that much. And, and so the, it, the reason is because the rates have gone down to the lowest in the history of the United States. We're coming off a rock bottom. And so this is an important thing to understand. So now a couple things, a couple takeaways from that is one of the things we're looking at, we're shifting over our clients. We're start, we're in the process of moving over. We, we, we have a lot of cash in the sidelines. We think there's a tremendous amount of risk in the markets, but we're moving the cash around because the shorter term cash isn't paying much and we're moving out a little bit. It, 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 and, and, and so this is something that's kind of an ongoing process uh, and we're working with, but if you can, if you can take, 
if you can move your money out a little bit, like a couple a year uh, or so, a year or two, you can pick up close to two percent or over two percent versus not very much on, on the money market fund. We recently uh, picked up a, a CD this week for a client yielding two point three percent. It was a little over one year CD, and so we're starting to work. We're starting to get some real opportunities to to, to place short term money to make money on it short term while we wait for the for the, the the substantial drop we think we're going to see in the market here in the future to take advantage of those opportunities, but we want to get paid in the interim. And so we're finally starting to see some opportunities where rates are going up to a reasonable level. And, and, and so this is something, this is a, 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 a thing out there. Uh, and, and remember, the, the, the banking... The, the federal government got involved in the money market, and what they did is, is they said, "Look, we don't want the money market breaking a buck." And so, what were what they did is, is they came in, and they they made the money markets much safer, materially much safer, but they also moved it much shorter term. So the average maturity on the money market is very, very short term, and you're really not getting paid as much. But if you go out, maybe six months to a year type of of money market or, or, or fund, you can make up, you can pick up an extra percent or more, percent and a half, by just moving out six months, and that's a big deal. And that's something we're going to continue to talk about. I, I actually saw there was a story in Barron's this week discussing this and some of the short-term one- to three-year ETFs, the uh, PIMCO. They mentioned the PIMCO Enhanced Matur- uh, Maturity ETF, uh, short-term maturity ETF. Uh, they, they they mentioned the Vanguard short-term bond. That was a short, little longer term. But look at some very, very short-term bonds. You pick up funds. You pick up a lot more than you can in the money market. Market. You're going to be seeing more of us talking about that. Tell you, let's take a call from Mary to seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. Okay, Mary. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Ted. Um, uh, speaking of the stock market, I own some of the AT and T stocks. Yes. I was wondering, um, is AT and T in trouble? Would I need? Uh, maybe uh, you could give me some advice. Yeah, yeah. You know that. That's. A, I tell you what. Look, AT and T has a lot of debt. And they're they're taking on. They, I guess they want to buy uh, the uh, was it. Uh, one one of the companies, yeah, Time, Time Warner, Warner. Thank you. Yes. Uh, to get into th- the problem is they also have to upgrade to five G, and, and so all of this is really expensive. You know, I, I think before they really get in trouble, they could cut the dividend. I don't think that's going to happen right now. It's probably near the bottom of the range for now, but it's something we want to watch carefully to see what they're going to do. Uh, it, you know, they're probably in, if if they don't get the Time Warner deal, it might actually be viewed as a positive. And because it, because interest rates since that deal has come out have really gone up and made it quite not as not quite as profitable as it was, so down here I would probably hold it, but I would watch if things start changing for the worse, then I'd probably be a seller. But for now, uh, we have a couple clients. It's more of legacy holdings, and we're holding it for now. So is it the same thing happened to Spring? They are merger, too? Okay. The Sprint merger is a little different. Sprint and T-Mobile came up with this merger because they have to spend a whole bunch of money on 5G as well, but they don't quite have the size and the heft of AT&T to do it. So they had to get together because to spread their costs to the 5G. This is very positive for the Sprint-T-Mobile deal. Okay. I think All that's right. a better play out here right now. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mary. Appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Bye bye. For our clients, we 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 owned uh, Verizon and we sold that uh, a number of months back when really we started detecting things were going to kind of fall in the group. But t- let's take a call from Randy's. Hey, Randy. Hi, Hi Ted. 
And you got me talk, talk, thinking about interest rates. Now, I bought my house in 87, which was getting to the tail end of the last housing bust. Uh-huh, yeah. We're back in the 80s, and uh, I happen to have Barton Smith, is is economics professor in, in, in cost-benefit analysis, and he was a big housing guy, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. So I asked him about it. I said, you think it's a good time to buy? He said, yeah, we're probably getting to the end of it, so I bought it in 87. But I got I got bond money at 7 and 5 eighths. So, uh, uh People, you know, when, when I hear people talking about three and three and a half percent, you know, mortgage rates, I'm going, boy, I wish I could have got that 30 years ago, you know. But, but we had a different, kind of a different situation. We were just pulling out of the housing bus, but now we've already pulled out of it. What, what is, 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 is rates kind of going up like they're going to do, like they did before? But it's a completely different situation. Is this what, what, what's going on here? Well, yeah. Look. What, what I think has happened, I think people are de- de- detecting inflation. I think the real inflation number is somewhere between 3 and 4%. And, and if you figure 3 or 4% and you're looking at 4.46% at on the mortgage, it's not that you know, it, it's not that bad. And, and, and rates are so low that they're starting to really have to come up. And there's real there's demand. Look, how many times, at least me, and I'm, you probably heard this thing, how many times have you heard people talking about they can't get workers? Oh, I hear that all the time. Yeah, and, and they're not qualified. Yeah, and, and so uh, I mean, it's very difficult out there. The economy's running pretty hot right now. I think hotter than than, than they really r- recognize. Uh, I think you're going to see the GDP really start to accelerate because remember, it wasn't that great for the first quarter, Randy. But we had a lot of snowstorms up on the East Coast in the wet in the Midwest that were late this year, and so that slowed things down. So, I think the economy's accelerating. Uh, I think housing prices are going up, and as long as people think housing prices are going to continue to go up, they're not going to have a big problem paying 4.62%. Well, well, that's what seems to happen when we when we get into rising inflation, interest rates going up, suddenly everybody's wanting to buy a house because they think they can afford it today, but they, they won't be able to tomorrow. Yeah, that, no, there it, it is, it, and that's kind of the inflationary thing where it starts coming up, and I better lock in the rates. Some of the people that could be in trouble are some of these people with with the short-term interest rates, um, the floating rates. Well, all these all these teaser rates and liar loans that they had before back in uh, getting into two, late 2007 and that time there, when they begin to to re- revalue those arms that they had from, you know, teaser rates up to 2 and 3 and 4%, then I think uh, the people that were – had these mortgages on, and they're working for minimum wage. They couldn't afford it anymore, and that's kind of what crashed the whole thing, you know. Yeah, now and they've been much tougher since then. And so the the people in these houses now, they they got pretty good credit. So I I don't see a problem. It, it, but that goes to a point, Randy, uh, that I wanted to make is look. You always, you never want to go for the short-term teaser rate because you never want to get yourself in trouble in the future when things go wrong. If so, if things go wrong, you want to have as much locked in as possible, and that includes the loan. I give an example. If you go buy a house today and you pay 4.6%, you probably, I don't know what the, the short-term rate is, but it's, it's not a whole lot less than that for a floating rate. But here's what happens. If the rates go down, back down to 3.5% in two years, you can always refinance the house pretty inexpensively and lock in the lower rate. But if rates go up to, to 5 or 6%, you're locked in and you're set and you're protected and you know your rates will never go up. And so, in a, in a crisis of which no one knows what it could be, your stuff is locked in and protected. And, and these people that get these balloon notes and other things, you know, things never go. 
they never go wrong when it doesn't make any difference. They always seem to go wrong when, when your back's to the wall, so to speak. Right. And so well, you, a lot of these people that, that got those loans that they foreclosed on eventually, I mean, they, they, they never could afford a loan, but the government was forcing the banks to, to issue all of these all these loans. And then uh, people stayed in the house for two, three years. Then uh, rates went up. They couldn't afford it. And then it took them another year to get them out of there. So you're living in a... Three or four hundred thousand dollar house for four or five years, and then and then you go back to living on the street. So they they were happy about doing that. And I, I hope we don't get into that situation again. But the bank's being pretty well capitalized, and like you said, you're in back to putting ten and twenty percent down on a mortgage. Now I, I don't think we're going to see another two thousand and seven again. No, I don't. I, look, I think housing. I, I think they've been much tougher on the, on the the credit, and so I think much stronger people in their houses. By the way, I'm not. I don't really believe the banks are are when I when I was talking earlier Randy about the about the the corporate debt out of control the banks aren't too bad the banks have done the United States banking system has done more to restructure than any banking system in the world and is better shape right now where the, where I see the debt has really spiraled out of control our cor- is in corporate America listening to the siren song of Wall Street needing to buy some company or buy back stock well, that's what they're doing. Oh, well, hopefully, all they're just going—if they're going to do any of that—I hope it's just funny that they're repatriating from overseas, and we won't get over leveraged again like we, they did before. Well, they're already over leveraged. A lot of these companies. Yeah. Okay. All right, Ted. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thanks, Randy. Uh, by, by the way, in one of the one of the the positive things that I'm, I am. You know, I'm somewhat really positive on the economy. Is I'm seeing more companies taking the money, as Randy talked about, from overseas, and what they're coming in is is they're they're spending it on new plant and equipment. They're hiring workers here, and so they're starting to invest for their future again. And and so I, I think a lot of exciting things are happening. I think we're I think we're in the midst of a huge change. People just aren't seeing it yet, and, and it's exciting. Tell you what, we'll be right back. If you have a question or comment, seven one three 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 nine ten seventy in the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. 
At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. The uh, We're just talking about the corporate America un, unable to resist the sirens. They're like Odysseus, but they're not like Odysseus. Uh, you know, maybe like Warren Buffett is like Odysseus, and the rest of them are, you know, the one are sailing their ships right into the rocks listening to the siren song of take on more debt, buy back more stock, take over other companies, you'll make more money, you'll get a bigger bonus, and you'll you become even richer. In in the end, so rather than planning the longer term, if you ever look at people that build their own companies like Warren Buffett, they are very prudent with their cash, and, uh, and they tend to sit there, whereas people that, you know, they've been appointed the CEO of the company, they'll sit there and roll the dice knowing that they've got two or three years to make a bunch of money, and that's it, and, and it shows in corporate America today. Um, and, and and I think we're starting to make a shift away from that, uh, particularly with these higher interest rates are kind of, uh, you know, really starting to slow that down. And this is one of the reasons we're we're really concerned is rates have really moved up in, in you know, 2.57% uh, on, on the two year is a really big deal. A lot of corporate America is, is financed reasonably short term and and that that that's that's jumped up quite a bit. It wasn't a couple of years back that was a half a percent or so. And 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 so, we are seeing rates go up across the board. Uh, the other thing we're really seeing is is and we're really not in this sector as much as we're trying to avoid it. Is the emerging markets? I mean, with a stronger dollar and rising interest rates, that's a toxic environment for for emerging markets. A lot of these companies have to borrow at much higher rates. And when the dollar goes up against them and interest rates go up against them, it's a double whammy in their own currency. This is, you're seeing a lot of problems in, in, in countries. Uh, this last week, uh, Argentina's currency is vir- virtually collapsing. Uh, they had to have an, uh, a uh, a bailout from the IMF. And this is just starting. And, and people forget, you know, this kind of, we saw the same thing in 1998 with the, with the, with the, uh, Thailand and ended up in long-term credit uh, in the end with the long-term credit crisis, which was a huge mess. And so we'll see where this goes. I think it's going to get interesting. And so hopefully you're prepared for it uh, with your retirement. Uh, one thing I wanted to just touch base on uh, with with Social Security, we get, we get a lot of questions on Social Security. And the – every you know, the, the – the, the the common notion is is you can retire you can start taking it at about sixty two you have to retire at sixty five and in the longer you wait but but people forget with with social security uh, it really the retirement age if you're born in nineteen sixty your retirement age is really sixty seven if you're uh, if you're born in nineteen thirty eight it's sixty five in two months so so, so your retirement age, depending on when you're born, 
up to age 60, it starts changing a little bit between 1938 and 1916. It goes from 65 effectively to 67, which means people people born in 1960 have to wait to age 67 until they get the full benefits. And, and I wanted to... Uh, the number goes up about 8% a year, and so it's important to manage your, your Social Security. Uh, if you're getting full benefit, the most you can get in Social Security is uh, $2,788 if you, a month, $2,700.88, $2,788. I'm in trouble with that. Okay. But if you start at age sixty-two, you get twenty-one fifty-eight a month. So if you go, look, I'm 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 tired at age sixty-two. I'm just going to take the money and run. You're going to get close to six hundred dollars a month less. Where if you wait uh, five years or, or basically three years, you you pick up a lot more. So if you decide I'm I'm age sixty-two, I can get twenty-one fifty-six, twenty-one fifty-eight. I'm going to wait. If you wait till age seventy, which is kind of the top, you get thirty-six. Almost thirty-seven hundred dollars. That's a lot. That's a big difference. The difference for wait. So waiting eight years for Social Security and deciding to work a little longer. Once you retire, you're picking up, you know, close to sixteen hundred dollars more. That's a lot of money for retirement, and, and and so that that's a huge amount of money. If you just kind of run run the numbers on something like that, really, if if you sit there and uh, you know, if, if you save sixteen hundred times 12 that works out to be you know it's a little under 20,000 but if we use you're you're looking you have to really have an extra almost half a million dollar in in saved $400,000 in savings to generate those extra returns so this is huge by by extending out your delaying your retirement is a huge thing for social security so remember your social security goes up about 8% plus if you're working you're putting away more money so in your 60s, you by delaying, you really can compound your savings for retirement. We're seeing a lot more of that. One of the, th- the trends we've been talking about is we're seeing people delaying so, uh, retirement. One of, the, one of the big reasons, two reasons, is record low interest rates by the Federal Reserve has slowed down people's retirement growth. And the other one is the, 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 the massive uh, uh, college cost to educate their children has put them back, and so they're having to work longer. And so uh, the, the, probably the number one biggest uh, rising component in, in the uh, in the CPI is 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 really well, it's, it's kind of it's close between health care in, in, in college. That those are the most rapid. If you look at, at the, the price of cars, of food, of gasoline, of housing, of everything out there, insurance, nothing is going up like health care and college expenses. And so. The the, the the college expenses have been a, a, a huge drag on families to pay for their kids' school, and so it's delaying retirement and kicking it off probably about five years into the future, and it's, and it's delaying the accumulation phase for many people about five years. Something to think about, but, but the advantage of delaying is your Social Security moves up as well and kind of ramps up and really helps you out. So... That's just something to think about. By the way, this is the last segment of the show. If you have any questions or comments about this, about your 401k plan, uh, about, about your retirement IRAs, uh, give us a call or the markets at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. The, by the way, also, if you're working, if you take it at age 62 you, and you're working at the same time, 
for every $2 you make, your Social Security gets reduced about a dollar after you make $17,000. So again, you get hurt there. Now, it simply delays it and they put it back in your pot when, uh, once you quit working. But it really, in the retirement world today, you really should plan to work to at least retirement age of 65 at a minimum. And, and, or, and, and, and one thing to understand, when they've done quizzes on this, everyone says 65, but it's really look at your age and understand your age for retirement. In, in, in most people, their age isn't 65. It's probably 66 or 67. And, and so understand you're probably going to have to work to that level. Otherwise, you're going to get your benefits reduced anyway, but, but you're likely going to need the money. So understand the importance of managing your Social Security when you retire. Uh, this is one thing that's a little complicated and most people just don't understand overall. So we talked about uh, we really talked about the the rising rates right now. Uh, I, look, I think rates are going to continue to go up because the economy appears to be probably doing better than people. It's probably been t- close to twenty years since we've seen an economy really start to. It's been I won't say twenty. It's been a solid eleven or twelve years since we've really seen an economy start to accelerate, like it appears to be doing right now, and. And so I think this is something we want to continue to watch. Uh, we got the China talks this week. I've been saying this for a while. The China is a much, much tougher situation than anyone really understands. This is going to have to be a multi-pronged approach. Uh, the establishment, which we all like to make fun of in Washington of now, but I think they even they get it, and they're starting to understand that we made a big mistake kind of letting China get out of control as far as taking jobs, taking technology, not paying for intellectual property. And now to rein them in is going to be very, very difficult. They're very tough negotiators. They they have a plan, and they're going to execute the plan. And so this is something that that I think is going to be much tougher. I've, I've heard everyone say we're going to get a deal. The deal's going to take a long time with China. And we have to really set the stage with American companies that, hey, you need to be careful with China, you need to protect your intellectual property, what are you doing over there? And we want to make sure we are not. We don't have key components that if China gets into a spat with us, they cut off, that could endanger our economy. And this is something that, that we're really going to have to sit there and watch uh, to, to see what's going to happen and how it's going to play out. And, and, and so it, it's throwing a, a lot of questions, starting to put more question marks into the, the the economy into corporate America. We we talked about supply chains. Companies are going to have to reevaluate their supply chains. We're seeing a lot of talk that China is slowing down the uh, the uh, they're slowing down purchases of U.S. products and uh, you know particularly some farm and different things like that. And so we're seeing a lot of different things start to happen here. But this is a very intractable. This is a very very tough problem. Uh, with China, and, and so this is something we're going to watch. But so all of this stuff is is kind of coming up. But underneath it, we're seeing better economy, uh, better, better type. Of thing. If you, by the way, if you got a last segment, if you got any questions or comments, seven one three 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 nine ten seventy here in the Max Out Savings Show. So they, I mean, all of these things are are, are, are question marks. Are like how how high is inflation going to go? How high is, you know, how high is inflation? I mean, four and a half percent is what some of the companies were telling us they're seeing their costs go up last quarter. 
How, how high is that going to go up? How high are interest rates going up? They broke out again this week, moved higher, moved the 10-year, moved over 3%, which was the big news. How high is the dollar going to go? This this is somewhat of a drag on on uh, on corporate profits. I think a lot – this could be also some demand from corporate money coming in from overseas. Uh, it, it, and so how high is oil going to go up? All of these things – corporate America is dealing with, and they're all pretty much, unless you're the oil, unless you're Exxon, you know, uh, in the, or in the energy business, a lot of these things are really pretty much headwinds out there. And they're also dealing with, you know, what are we going to do? We're gonna, where, where are we going to put the plant? China, here, whatever. And, and so it, it's, it's really the safe thing to do is build in the United States now. So that's helping us out. But these other thing, the other four, you know, kind of, I call them the, you know, the, Four horsemen of the apocalypse, which is really rising inflation, rising interest rates, rising oil prices, and rising dollar, are a big drag uh, on on the markets. Now, if you look at the different ones, any one of those don't really typically initially drop the market, but when you get four of them together, and it's kind of it's really unusual to get rising rate in, inflation, rising oil, and rising dollar. At, at the same time, I mean, it's it's something I, I think we're going to have to continue to watch. And, and so so I think these are all headwinds out there. And, and so what you want to do is start taking advantage of those. Uh, one of the things we talked about today, one of the things we're really starting to work on is is we're seeing that we're not getting the movement we think out of we should be getting out of money funds. So you're going to have to move out to a little shortly, shortly, slightly shorter, longer term money market fund. Okay. If two, okay. Here's a question: If two people are worried are, are married and one is on Social Security and the other is not, uh, and if they get divorced, can they take the other's Social Security? Uh, I, yeah, I think they can. Uh, you're going to have to talk to a an attorney on that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there are some ways to do that type of stuff. But you really have to talk to an attorney. Uh, uh, on that. Uh, Social Security is very complicated, uh, but we'll try to expand some more upon that. Uh, tell you what, coming up on the end of the show here, uh, a couple things. We're writing about this stuff in our Max Out Savings Report, a lot about these things. We have some charts in there so you can kind of see what I'm talking about in the Max Out Savings Report. Uh, it, it, if you go to the website, you can sign up for it. It's a free report. We talk about this. We talk about savings. We talk about Social Security in the report uh, and common 401k mistakes. A lot of neat stuff in the Max Out Savings Report. It's free. helps you with retirement. Uh, just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. We just redid it. So it, it, it looks great. Uh, uh, Sam Malone's 512 New Media fixed it up. Fantastic. Uh, also, you sign up for the free. Uh, you can sit down with me for a free sit down, and I'll take a look at your retirement, see how you're set. We'll show you how we manage money using our value investing approach to the stock and bond market. So if you need some help, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. I hope everyone has a great weekend. We'll see you next week right here. Remember, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer.